right. Good morning, High Desert Word Center. How is everybody on a beautiful Sunday morning? Who is blessed today? Who is proud that you serve Jesus today? Amen. You're not ashamed, just like Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we are not ashamed either. Well, praise God, we have an awesome service uh, today. As you can see, all the kids are temporarily in here uh, for a few minutes. Some of your parents are like, hey, I, I, I thought there was children's church. There is, there is. Um, but <laughs> here in a few minutes, we want to pray over all the kids. They're starting school in the next week or two, or some of them have already started. Amen. And we like to send our kids back into the classroom anointed, full of the power of God, and protected by the angels of God. And so we're going to lay hands on them in just a minute and on any teachers or school employees uh, that are here. We want to uh, send you in on the same foot, all right? But the first thing we're going to do is speak some words of faith over the United States of America. Can we stand up together today? Amen. We're going to stand up together and speak some words of faith because we do believe and we do declare that America is coming to Jesus no matter what it looks like, no matter what they say, we speak these words. Amen. Let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. You may be seated. You may be seated. All right. Well, uh, what we're going to do now is just kick things off with, we want to pray over every uh, school-aged kid here from preschool on up, and of course, any school teachers or school employees that we have here, because we take it seriously. Hopefully, you take it seriously that when you send your kids off to school, that they are prayed over, that they are anointed, and that we are sending the angels of God with them every single day. It's a big deal, as we know, all right? And so, I'm going to have uh, Miss Leah, our children's church director, of course, Come on up with us. Amen. All right. And of course, Pastor Katie is uh, our youth uh, youth pastor also, so she's up here for them. But let's go ahead and can I have all the school-age kids come on up? We want to pray over you today. All right. Odella, no, 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 no. We've already talked about this. Not you. Not you. Everyone but you. <laughs> all right, kids, come on up. Teenagers, preschoolers, everybody in between, teachers, School workers, we want to pray over you today. Amen. Look at all these kids. This is a lot of kids. All right. Let's hear it for our kids today. Amen. Look at these guys. We are blessed to have so many kids at High Desert Word Center. We love it. And, uh, you know, Psalm 127.3 says that children are a heritage from the Lord. 
these children, your children, they are God's gift to you. And we are to take care, amen, of the gifts that God has entrusted to us. And so, anyway, we're going to lay hands on all of these guys and anoint them and, and pray over them before they start school, all right? And so, uh, let's go. I'll have Leah. You can start down on that end. Miss Katie down on that end. And we'll just kind of meet in between. But parents and adults, let's stand up together this morning. Amen. And agree in faith over these kids in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stretch your hands this way as a sign of faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray over every single student represented here right now, God, and we thank you that you have a calling on their life. You have plans for their life, God, and you said in Jeremiah 29, they were plans for good, not for disaster, plans to give them a hope and a future, and so, Lord, we say right now that even as these guys are young, even as they're just in this early phase of life, Lord, we take it seriously, Lord, and we don't for one minute say that, oh, they're just kids, they don't they don't understand anything, Lord. These guys, they understand the things of the Spirit. They have a heart towards you. And so, Lord, we say in Jesus' name that this school year is going to be the absolute best school year that any of these kids have ever had up to date so far. In Jesus' name, they are safe. They are protected. Lord, Psalm 34, 7 tells us that the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. And so our kids are safe. They are protected. There is no evil person. There is no plan from the devil that could prosper against them in the name of Jesus. Every school day is safe. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. We say that there's no bullies that can mess with them. Lord, we say that there's no uh, no people with wrong motives that can mess with them. And Lord, on top of all that, just like the, the, the kids in the book of Daniel, Lord, they were found to be twice as smart, twice as as uh, as knowledgeable and full of wisdom as all the other kids of Babylon, all the other young people of Babylon. And so I say that these kids, they comprehend what they're learning in Jesus' name, that they are thriving academically, Lord. And Lord, anything in that curriculum that they shouldn't be hearing, anything in that curriculum that is not of you, we bind that right now in Jesus' name and we say that's just going in one ear and out the other and they are not going to be affected by anything wrong or negative or against the word of God that may try to come against them. But we say in Jesus name, they're learning all the good and they're forgetting all the bad in the name of Jesus. These kids are above and not beneath. They are the head and not the tail. They are blessed in the city. They are blessed in the field. They are blessed when they're coming. They are blessed when they're going. Everything they do, everything they set their hand to, everywhere they go, they are blessed because these These are covenant children in the mighty name of Jesus. These are covenant teenagers. These are covenant people. And Lord, I thank you right now that every single one of these guys, they are growing up in the ways of God and they will serve you every day of their lives in the name of Jesus. They will never walk away. They will never backslide. They will never turn their back on you, Lord. But just as you promised to be with them until the very end, Lord, we say that these guys will make that same promise to you and they will stick with you until the very end. They are blessed in every possible way. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus that their health is blessed. No COVID-19, no any other sickness or disease or plan from the devil 
can touch them. Though a thousand fall at our left hand and ten thousand at our right hand, it shall not even touch these guys. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. This will be the healthiest year that they've ever had in the name of Jesus because we walk in a covenant with you. And Matthew 8, 17 says that Jesus came to take our sickness and remove our disease. And we stand on that for these kids and these families in the name of Jesus. They are healthy. They are blessed. They are protected. They are smart. They are full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in every single possible way, Lord. And most of all, we thank you that they have got the revelation that you love them, Lord, just like we love them, Lord, that you love them more than anything else. And I thank you that that foundation will not be shaken, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that they have a boldness to stand up for you, to stand up for what they believe in, in Jesus' mighty name, and that they, every single day of this year, are going to live for you, live for you strong, and represent the kingdom of God in Jesus Christ. We thank you for blessing all year long in the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen today? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, parents. Thank you, church family, for realizing the importance that kids and students and children have uh, in our lives. And at High Desert Word Center, we take children's ministry, youth ministry, so serious. I went into the youth group the other night for the first time. I needed to help out with guitar because the guitar player got her nails did. But anyway, that's all right. So I had to help her out. I'm just, hey, I forgive her, but I, I went and played guitar for her, and I was just so happy and so blessed. Wall-to-wall teenagers learning about Jesus, raising their hands and worshiping God, and it was a wonderful thing to see. So thank you, High Desert Word Center, for realizing the importance of teaching these guys the foundational truths of the kingdom of God, even at an early age. We will never regret this. We will never regret making this a top priority around here. Amen. Pastor Katie, you got anything to say over these guys? Well, I just love you, and I think that you're amazing. Praise the Lord. So we're going to let you line up, but can you be in agreement with us? We've got some adults here that work in your schools, and we want to pray over them. Okay? Are you cool with that? So, Miss Leah, you want to lead the way? And if you're going to a class this morning, you're going to follow Miss Leah. But if you're sixth grade and older, you're going to go sit down, unless you're serving in an area, and you're going to pray in agreement with me. Right? Right? Okay. That means you folks. You go sit down. You go <laughs> sit down. Okay. If you have a job, go to your jobs. You're awesome. Love you guys. Okay, if you're going to a class, you're going to follow Miss Leah and Miss Ilea right here. Okay, so if you work aftercare at a school, if you work in a preschool or an elementary school or a college, any one of you, I would like for you to come up here because you have an amazing job. It's a ministry that God's called you to. So before I have to point you out which would be awkward. I'm going to ask you if we could please pray for you and if our church family could be in agreement as well. Rosalinda. I'm eyeballing you. I don't want to make it awkward. Can we pray for you? Miss Bircham, can, can we pray for you? Okay. And uh, 
Miss Donna, if we could also pray for you. You've got kids nonstop pretty much all the time. Oh, Sonia. How in the world did I forget about you? Praise God. Okay. And Cindy retired. She retired. She retired. But of all the people that we could have be in agreement with us right now, that's your woman, right? Right? Okay. So we're going to lay hands on you and pray for you for an amazing school year this year. For peace and strength and courage and boldness and all that. Okay? Okay. Oh, we can just sit. All right. Praise God. Well, we're going to lay hands on them. Stretch your hands forward because, hey, when you've got people working at the schools with your kids, you want anointed born-again Christians working with your kids, don't you? And look at this. We've got some right here, so that's already a head start for us. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for every single uh, person represented here today, God. In Jesus' name, Lord, that as they go into a new school year, we thank you that they are going in with the anointing and the power of God. They're not going in by themselves, Lord. They're going in with you in the name of Jesus. And you're using them this year, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you that when these kids, when these students see these people, they see the light of Jesus Christ, Lord, shining through them. And they can tell, hey, there's just something different about this teacher. There's just something different about this person. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that they are gifted and anointed to do their jobs, Lord. And we realize that sometimes that that some of the schools aren't the most uh, friendly towards faith. So we thank you that they've got the wisdom of God and creative ways that they can be used by you in Jesus' name to, to share the gospel, to share the light of Jesus Christ. We thank you that they are blessed, they are protected, and, Lord, that they stand out above everybody else, God, that your light shines on them, and Lord, that people can tell that they serve Jesus Christ. Use them this year, Lord. Let this be the best school year they've ever had in their life so far, God. We thank you that they are going in surrounded by you and full of the love and the power and the anointing of God. We claim success right now in advance in the mighty name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Amen. All right, let's hear it for these guys. You guys can be dismissed. Thank you so much. Amen. Well, we are thankful and we appreciate these guys. You can go ahead and be seated. All right. And I'm going to let uh, Pastor Katie here give you some announcements and fill you in on all the fun stuff going on. Well, praise God for all you men. If you came yesterday to the men's meeting and worked like a champ, can you stand up? Would you stand up, please, please? I love you, gentlemen. There's no way. Michael Cabrera. Pitiful. Chuck, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. There's more of you, and I'm not going to be horribly annoying, but thank you for entertaining us, Michael. I appreciate it. And Jordan, thank you for cooperating and obeying. See, our teenagers, they do obey, unlike some of you gentlemen. Anyway, anyway, um, I appreciate greatly the amount of effort you all put in to making us not echo so bad and for the sound panels to get done. Super, super appreciate it. 64 got done? 68. 68? 68. That's amazing. Praise God. How many do we actually need? How many are we, how many do we actually need? How many are we doing? 66 and we did 68? Above and beyond. 
Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, men, for making that happen. The sound is in the process. In Jesus' name, it's awesome. So thank you, Lord, for making that possible. And thank you guys for being his hands to make that happen. Um, In the same vein of that, many of you have signed up for janitorial. Um, What janitorial is, is cleaning God's house. So if you have an hour anywhere in your week that you or you and your family can come and be a part of making this house clean like your house um, or serving God and giving him some of your time, we would greatly appreciate that. We had a meeting last Sunday night and only two of you showed up. So we're going to do less than 10 minutes, I promise. But after service this morning in the coffee bar, if I could have less than 10 minutes of your time um, so that we can kind of go over and all be on the same page of what we need. And so if you're interested or if you have signed up already, please meet me in the coffee bar and we can go over what that looks like so that we can make sure it's nice and clean for you, for your family, and for people that we want to get saved. Because if it's gross in here, They may not be looking at Jesus. They'd be looking at your mess. Okay? We want them looking at Jesus. Praise the Lord. Um, Also, this week we've got a few lift groups going on. So Sunday mornings from 9 to 9.30 in the office building. Austin, can you wave? Austin back here um, does a Bible study in the mornings. And then on Tuesdays we have a women's Bible study. And if you need more information on that, there should be some at the info booth. It's from 6 to 7 o'clock on Tuesday evening. And in September, Lift Women's is coming back on Friday night. Well, women, you've had the summer off. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so anyway, it's September. say September. I'm not talking about August. I'm talking about next month, September. Second Friday night of the month is always women's meeting. It'll start, it's uh, September the 10th. I handed most of you a little thing about it. Um, It'll be at 6.30. We're bringing back the food, ladies, so it's Italian night. So that means that you get to bring a dish to share. Okay, now, uh, you're welcome to bring your teens and your girls. The girls, as long as they can sit still and not run around, you know, stuff like that. So if they can sit still and... You know, be quiet during the, the meeting and stuff like that. Then you're more than welcome to bring your children, your uh, your girls. No child care. So anyway, just want to stick that on your calendar. I'm letting you know and I'm on enough time. Amen. All right. All right. Very good. Well, we also want to remind you that uh, if you pre-ordered a T-shirt, they are in. So make sure you pick that up. And uh, you're probably aware that we have had our uh, HGWC T-shirt challenge going on over the uh, the last couple of weeks. And one of our uh, very own special people, I don't, uh, Alex, uh, had an opportunity to participate in an Olympic event. And so, uh, believe it or not, we have footage of that. So, um, Heather, if you could go ahead and show us Alex and his participation in the 2021 Olympics. Go ahead. Good evening, America. My name is Kevin Soul, and this is the Bootleg Olympics, where our budget is $5 and a slice of pizza. Let's meet our contestants. First off, we got Mr. 180, 
followed by Dad Bod. Next on the list, we got Rico Suave. Followed by the one and only JJ Lightning. Mr. Dad Bod, we have your conveniently 2X shirt here. How do you feel about your obvious win? I feel like it was fair. Man, I've been, been training super hard for this. Don't talk to me. Go talk to the losers. Mr. 180, how do you feel about the race, man? Runner up. Where do you even get the scooter from? Man, I don't know. Were you in on this? Man, they paid me $5 to be here. Don't come at me like that. Man, whatever. I'm at Okay, so I'm here with our two last place contestants. We got JJ Lightning and Rico Suave. How'd you guys feel about the race? Man, we trained like we, we trained in like trade for five years in Germany, man, just to lose. Come on, man. What do you? How do you think we feel? Man? I mean, I mean, I, I really don't know. JJ Lightning, how you feel? Come on, bro. It's not even fair, bro. I thought I was gonna win, but I guess my luck ran out. Stupid, man. Come on, man. What you mean, bro? I told you, man, we were just playing for pizza, and you gotta be all dumb, bro. Man, whatever, man. Well, there you have it. And there you guys have it. Thanks for joining. You know what? It doesn't even matter. Just, just go to the next show. All right, there you go. So, Alex, we're proud of you. You, you did good, bud. You did real good. <laughs> All right, well, let me bring you up to date on a few things here real quick. Uh, Heather, can you go ahead and put up our uh, uh, people this week that have helped us out a little bit and uh, been loud and proud with their HDWC t-shirts? Go ahead. First of all, this is uh, Isaac. He's in the other room, but Isaac representing with his t-shirt, and, uh, and he was super proud because he wanted a new one really bad, so we got him a new one. Next picture, this is Frank eating a piece of pizza yesterday at the, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but hey, that's good. We're proud of you too, Frank. You, you represent real good. All right, and then I've got Dylan patting Tom's head. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, that was, yeah. Were you praying for him or just smacking him? I don't know. All right. And uh, then we've got, this is Alex again. Um, but those are for kids. I don't know what you're doing there. But uh, that's Alex uh, with that horse. Okay. And then we've got uh, we've got Serenity and Matthew. All right. Uh, representing. These are Jamie's kids. And so they're super proud to be going on. And is that our last one of the pictures? Okay. And so uh, people are having fun. But then 
Um, when you're the champion, I guess you're willing to, to take things to a whole other level. They say it's harder to defend your championship than it is to actually win the first one. And so Adriana is our reigning uh, champion. Wave it everybody, Adriana, okay? Her and her sister, actually, Sabrina. And um, anyway... Uh, th I found out she, she's a quiet one, but she has got a competitive nature that I've not seen in a long time. And so uh, we have video footage of Adriana's uh, T-shirt entry into the challenge. So go ahead and roll the footage of Adriana's experience for us. So <laughs> she took the competition to a whole other level, literally and figuratively speaking. So uh, here's the deal. We, we are uh, extending the contest for one more week because I know some of you guys want to do some stuff. So uh, it's going to run through this Saturday. And, uh, and it'll end this Saturday. We will announce the winner on Sunday. And keep in mind, there is something in this for you. $17.76 to the first place winner. Now, Adriana was willing to spend hundreds just to win 17. I think that's a good financial plan. That's, that's Dave Ramsey's status right there. That's good. Good. But even more importantly, you get a plastic gold medal, and you also get to rejoice for the next couple of years that you are so much cooler than all the rest of your church family. Though they're, they're cool too. You're just more cool than they are, okay? So let's give it up one more time for everybody that is helping us out with that. Amen. All right. Well, I told you we were going to have a good time today, all sorts of stuff going on. But who knows what time it is now? Happy time. It is happy time. And you're like, well, what's that? God loves a cheerful giver. Let's rejoice today. We're going to open up our Bibles to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. And this is fundamental importance for us when it comes to the topic of giving our tithes. If you need an envelope, raise your hand, and the ushers will get one to you. If you're giving online, you can do hdwc.org slash giving. And here we are in Malachi chapter 3. I'll be in the NLT on this. And we need to realize that 
tithing, man, it, it's a big thing to God because God realizes, hey, when, when you can even trust him so much as to let him have access to your finances, then you are in a place of trusting him. Now, there's blessings involved in tithing, amen. We know this. The Bible lists several blessings for it, and those are great, but those could, should come secondary just to the simple fact that God asks us and tells us to tithe. That should be our number one reason. I want to obey God and I love Him. And the blessings, sure, those are great, but those are secondary. We should want to obey God even if He didn't promise us a bunch of really great stuff out of it. Amen? I'm grateful for the promises, but I love Him and you love Him enough that we'd obey Him anyway, even if there wasn't all that in it. But Malachi chapter 3, and we're going to look here at verse 8 in the NLT. It says, Should people cheat God? No. Of course, the King James says, should people rob God? Absolutely not. Yet you've cheated me. You've robbed me, God says. But you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? When did we ever rob you? You have cheated me of the tithes and the offerings due to me. Now, I don't want God to look down here and say that and say, hey, Pastor Dave, what's going on? Why are you cheating me down there? Why are you robbing me down there? You said that you that you were going to obey me. You said that you were going to follow me. Why are you doing this? I don't want him to have to look down there and say that to me. I want him to say, hey, thank you for your obedience. Thank you for obeying my word and, and following what I asked you to do. So look at verse 10 here. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That's the temple. That's the church. So there will be enough food, enough provision in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Now, maybe you've heard this before, but it is straight facts that this is the only place in the Bible where God says, prove me. Put me to the test. I dare you to do this and watch what happens. God says, go ahead, try me, test me on this, prove me, and watch what happens in your life. And so I'm encouraging you today to obey God's word in this area. And when you are a tither, listen, the windows of heaven are open on your life. He wants to pour out such a blessing that you don't even have room enough to keep it all to yourself. You've just got to find somebody else to bless with all the surplus that you have going on in your life. Who would rather have surplus than not enough? Amen. Come on, hey, that's not a trick question. This is serious. Who would rather have the windows of heaven open than the windows of heaven closed? I want open windows of heaven, and the Bible tells us how to do that. Amen? There's no other way. you got to do it God's way. All right? Let's go ahead and stand up together today. We're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. And it is a blessing to be able to do this. It's a blessing to serve God in this way. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. 
Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Let's all stand up. Let's join, uh, join us up here at the altar so that we can worship Jesus together.
This is my confidence that you never failed me. Still in your hands, this is my comfort. 
step of the way and lord we thank you for the miracles we've seen we thank you for the victories that have already been won so far but lord we know that you never fail and just like you brought bread last time just like you took the giant down last time you'll do it again this time there's no need for us to fret there's no need for us to worry there's no need for us to cast away our confidence because god is on our side the same god that parted the red sea the same god that took the giant down the same god that kept daniel through the lion's den that kept those boys through the fiery furnace is the same god that is here today you do not change you said i am the lord i change not jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever we refuse to give in to fear we refuse to give in to depression i bind depression right now in the name of jesus christ and we take authority over that trap we take authority over that mess and we say that the children of god are going to rise up right now and shut the door to the devil and, and and get rid of that mess in jesus name we are more than conquerors through christ jesus we are covenant children with a covenant god there's no need for us to be tortured or messed with any longer in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah 
Hallelujah. Well, I've got a word real quick, and I'm not I'm not sticking long on this. So if it's you, you get down here and let's deal with it, because I've got a sermon I'm trying to get to. Listen, listen to me. If you are in here and you've been dealing with depression or the devil has been toying with your emotions, don't even think about it. Come down right now. I want to take authority over this and pray for it right now. Take a step of faith and come, but we're not we're not going to wait here an hour for this stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Katie, you come on up with me. All right. We're going to we're going to take authority over this in Jesus name. You realize that you have authority, right? Jesus himself said in Luke 10, 19, 20, he said, I've given you authority over all the works of the enemy. You have authority. All right. Now we're going to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus because the anointing of God is here right now. But you need to realize that I, that's not that I've got something special because I don't. I, I'm, I'm a believer like you are. And you, you can take authority over the devil too, but we're going to do this together right now. Okay. So I'm going to lay hands on you in Jesus name. You reach out your faith. Don't just think that, well, Pastor Dave and Katie got this. No, you use your faith in Jesus' name to reach out and trust God right now. You have got to do your part too, all right? And so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind depression. We bind any emotional distress, Lord. You restore our soul. In the name of Jesus, we speak the peace of God and the joy of the Lord right this very minute. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We bind the devil in Jesus' name. We take authority over this, this, this mess, this destruction, this, this tool, this weapon. Lord, we declare right now that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon. And that includes the weapon of emotions, the weapons in the soul realm, Lord. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And Lord, you promise to protect us on all fronts. And so we say, just like you protect us physically, in the name of Jesus, that you protect us mentally and emotionally. We bind this depression. We bind this attack from the enemy and we command it to leave right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak peace in Jesus name. We speak the joy of the Lord is our strength. We resist the devil. You said if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, he will flee. Lord, you said great peace have they which love your word. And so we say we love your word. We've got great peace in the mighty name of Jesus. And on top of it all, we have authority over the devil in Jesus' name. And we exercise that authority right now in the name of Jesus. We're not using my name. We're not using somebody else's name. We're not using the church's name. We're not using the United States of America name. We're using the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we say that depression, that anxiety, that stress, that fear that just simply having the blues today, they've got to leave right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guarding our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus right now. The peace of God, the joy of the Lord, healing, Lord. You said you are our healer, and that includes our emotions. That includes our minds and our bodies, Lord. We say healing in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Jesus came to take sickness, to remove disease, and
that by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. We claim healing right now. We claim freedom right now in Jesus' name. Leave in the name of Jesus. Leave right now in Jesus' mighty name. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The peace of God is promised to us, and we receive it, God. We're receiving. We're reaching right up into heaven right now. We're reaching right up into heaven right now and pulling it out. The peace of God, the joy of the Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that we are free in the name of Jesus. Say that with me as a step of faith. Say, I am free. And guess what? The devil's telling you right now, no, you're not. You're a liar. And guess what? You're going to respond and say, you're a liar and you're the father of lies and it's been proven. Say it again. I am free. That was cute. Now say it like you mean it. I am free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is in this building right now because you're here and because I'm here. And He doesn't live in a house made of hands and stone. He lives in these temples. So when you showed up, the Spirit of God showed up today. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Say, I am free. In the name of Jesus, and whenever the devil says, no, you're not, you're lying, you say, no, you're lying. I walk by faith, not by sight. I don't even have to feel it to know it because I know beyond my feelings that I am free. And any time the devil comes, you say this, say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Can you do that? The joy of the Lord is my strength. You're not weak, you're strong. Because you've got the joy of the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Can we do that? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can head back to your seats today. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, sometimes you just know when the Spirit of God's saying something. And hey, and newsflash, there's others out there that didn't came up that should have. But that's okay. That's between you and God. I'll let God deal with you on that. But at the same time, listen to me. It's a, w- w- the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. And Satan loves to use a stronghold in your life. What's a stronghold? It's when the devil knows just what it takes to mess with you, just what it takes to pin you down and make it to where you can't function, where you can't do what you're supposed to do. And I'm tired of seeing that stuff, man. I am just flat out over that. I want Christians with the joy of the Lord. I want Christians with the peace of God. I want Christians that know that they are a child of God and the king's kids cannot be messed with without paying a dear price. Amen. And so we receive that today. Hallelujah. All right. Well, praise God. Go ahead and put our PowerPoint on the screen. We're going to get into the word. Now, earlier this week, I had, uh, I don't know, I've been studying the book of Ephesians. And uh, there's especially chapter 1 and chapter 3. Now, if you want the absolute most pointed, relevant, I mean, the whole Bible, front to cover, Genesis to Revelation, is all relevant to you. It's all pointed at you. It's all uh, the word of God to you. If you want the absolute most specific things to you as a New Testament Christian, the most specific would be the epistles. Now, it's all for us, but Ephesians is very, very, very much a bullseye target written right at you as a New Testament Christian. So I wrote this beautiful sermon on it, and guess what? We're not preaching that today, because yesterday I was in my garage 
cleaning out my garage for a minute and just, you know, picking some stuff up. And God said, no, don't do that. You got something else you got to preach. And so anyway, I'd spent hours on this beautiful thing. It's a theological masterpiece. No, I'm kidding. But, but it, was, it, was, it was a decent sermon. It was a good sermon. And, uh, and so Katie and the kids went out to a birthday party. And, man, before I, before I knew it, there was this whole thing just the Lord spoke to me. And so I know this much. Uh, when God specifically says, hey, you got to talk about this, then I know we got to talk about this. And here's the thing. When we listen, you're going to receive today. Now, I've said it before. I'll say it again. How is it that in the exact same church service, one person leaves saying, man, my life was changed today. That was that was the anointing of God. The word of God was preached, and it lit me up. Then another person leaves and says, I don't know. I didn't get nothing out of that. What's the deal? Well, wh- why is that? Because, listen, the word of God's being passed out. It's being dished out. And ignore the vessel. If you don't like me, that's cool. Hey, sometimes I don't like me either. But guess what? Listen, it's not about that. If the word of God is being passed out, there's a quarterback, but there's also got to be a receiver, right? And so you need to be a good receiver of the word of God that's thrown out there. And, and listen, when we are ready and we're saying, God, change me. God, light me up today. God, speak to me. He'll do it. He will do it. And so I'm just encouraging you and challenging you, even if you don't feel like it today, listen up to the word of God and it'll change your life. And I know it will because it's God's word and his word never returns void unto him. But also because, hey, God said, preach this to these people tomorrow. So I said, okay, let's do this. All right. We're going to go ahead and open up in prayer and then we are going to get into the word of God. Can you raise your hands this morning? Paul said that holy men everywhere ought to raise their hands in prayer. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you, Lord, so much that we have a church to come into today. We thank you, Lord, that we're not locked down, that we're not zipped up and all this other stuff, God. But here we are in the house of God, reading the word of God. Speak to us today in Jesus name. Lord, if we need change, change us. If we need reminded, remind us. If we need whatever, I pray that you have your way. But most of all, help us leave here better than when we came in. In the name of Jesus, can somebody say amen? All right. And so the title is this, Above All Else, and I'm going to show you what that means. Can you open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 4 today? Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Who just loves the Word of God? Love God's Word. It's awesome. It is the best thing that I've got going for me. Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to look here at, uh, you've probably heard this verse if you've been around the kingdom of God very long, but maybe you haven't. Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to look here at verse 23, Proverbs 4 and verse 23, and it says this in the NLT, guard your heart above all else, above all else. Why? For it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. Now, that is the 2007 uh, New Living Translation. Before that, there's a 2004 uh, version where they just made a few changes. And I want to read this. Uh, Put the next one on there, please, Heather, because this really speaks to me. Above all else, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. Your heart affects everything you do. Now, you need to realize that this isn't just talking about the organ in your chest, though that's pretty important. Who in here has realized that your heart plays a vital role in your existence? you got to have one. 
You got to have one. You got to have a good one. You got to have a healthy one. But listen, when the scripture refers to heart, nine times out of 10, it's talking about your spirit. It's talking about the innermost part of the human being because you are a three-part being made in the image of God. You are spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is the most inner core of who you are. And the Bible tells us, guard your heart, guard your spirit, guard your inner core above all else because it affects everything you do. Sometimes you're like, man, what's wrong with her? Why is she acting like that? And, you know, well, we could analyze and evaluate, or we could just get right down to it and say, well, there's a good chance that she did not guard her heart. And it's affecting the way that she's treating other people right now. Well, man, why why would he have gone and done that? I can't believe, how did he not know that that was wrong? Well, he knew it. He knew it was wrong. But he didn't guard his heart, and it affected the decisions that he made. In fact, the Bible says, guard it above all else. And sadly, there's people that they don't guard their heart very much at all. They'll let anybody speak into their life. They'll watch any TV show that they just feel like watching, whether it's got adultery in it, whether it's got cussing and and murder. They'll just watch it anyway. And guess what? It's affecting your heart. Some people, they guard their Netflix password more than they guard their heart. Come on, they, they'll guard their emails, they'll, they'll, guard their, they'll guard their nachos from their kids better than they'll guard their heart. Thank you, Lord, I received that correction right now in Jesus' name, amen. So, someone's got a timer going off somewhere. Anyway, so praise God, listen to me. It says, to guard your heart above all else, for it affects every single thing that you do. And that's a big thing. Now, listen, we can look at that again in the physical realm because I've always heard this. So I just wanted to look it up yesterday that check it out. Heart disease is the number one killer in America. In fact, it's the number one killer in the world. Heart, physical heart disease. In fact, according to the CDC and they.
a nasty thing to look at. Fear is one of Satan's absolute most powerful things. And fear will torture you. It's a bully. It'll take your lunch and pop the bag in your face. Come on, it's a bully. And listen, it's a dangerous thing. And God, over and over, he says, guard your heart above all else. Well, you better guard it against fear. It's one thing to be startled for a minute or one thing to just get temporarily spooked. or like, oh, well, that's, that's kind of scary. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when fear comes in and says, you can't leave the house anymore. You'll die. Well, I want to go to church, God. But, well, guess what? I'm going to church. I want to go see my kids at Christmas. Go see your kids. Go do it. Listen, don't let fear control your heart. It's And I, I, I say this. I would rather just die and go to heaven than live a life filled with fear and torture. Just take me up there, man. Just let me go. Go now. I'd rather go now and hang out in my mansion and walk the streets of gold and drink from the river of life right now than live down here tortured, paralyzed with fear, not knowing, well, the Bible says this, but I don't know if I can trust that anymore because they're telling me this. Whose report will you believe? We'll believe the report of the Lord. I'm a smart, you know, I'm a halfway smart guy. You know, I don't know. It's debatable. I mean, I went to college and everything, so, you know, that's out there. But, you know, hey, I'll be be safe. I'll play by the rules or whatever, but I am not going to be tortured by fear and lose sleep ever because he's my God. He strengthens me. He sustains me. He upholds me with his righteous right hand. I have guarded my heart against fear. Fear is not allowed to get a hold of me ever in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So you better guard your heart against it. Well, I I don't know. We may listen, listen. Hey, I've been studying this thing for a while now, and so have you. And I realize, and I am fully aware, that we are warned by Jesus Christ himself that there are scarier things coming upon this world before he actually comes back. Before we hear that trumpet and see our Savior in the sky, there's going to be other bad things. In fact, in uh, the Olivet Discourse, Luke chapter 21, I believe it's verse 11, but I may be wrong in the verse. But Luke chapter 21, Jesus said, people's hearts will melt with fear for what they see coming upon the earth. I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm not going to be one of those people. I'm guarding my heart against fear in Jesus' name. And yeah, there's storms a-blowing, but my house is built on the solid rock, Jesus Christ himself. Satan, you can huff, you can puff, but you cannot blow the sample's house down in the name of Jesus. Amen? I just want normal to come back. Normal's not coming back. Jesus is coming back. And you better be ready. You better be ready, somebody. Look at 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. You should know this one. If you don't know it, the kids in the nursery know this verse because we teach this to them at three months old. 2 Timothy 1, 7. <laughs> Every kid at High Desert Word Center knows this verse. I guarantee you that. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7. What, what are we talking about? Above all else. Above, before you guard your money. Before you guard your TV, before you guard your nachos, you better guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. It affects everything you do, according to Proverbs 4.23. And so 2 Timothy 1.7, one of the first Bible verses I ever learned. One of them. 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Well, I've got one. How did it get here? Well, it didn't come from God if you got one. Certainly, God didn't give it to you. But he did give you something. What is it that he gave us? What did he give us? A spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Fear will rob you of having a sound mind. I just feel like, oh, my mind is all over the place. Fear will do that to you. I just, I don't feel like I've got any power these days. Fear will do it to you because Jesus already said all authority has been given to you in heaven and on earth. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. If you just feel powerless, listen, you better you better say, hey, is there a spirit of fear? Is there something going on in my life right now? Did I not guard my heart against fear? Because, listen, if you say, I don't, I don't feel like i got no power no more. I don't feel like i got a sound mind. I don't feel like I know what's going on. There's a chance that fear has came in and started rocking you and messing with you, and you've got to get rid of that. Well, how do I get rid of that? Through the word of God. I mean, come on. I, I'm, listen, I'm going to do one of these whole sermons on how to, how to guard your heart better and how to get rid of some of this stuff. But number one, you've got to get into the word of God right now, every day. Every day has to be a word of God day in your life if you're going to overcome this stuff. And so notice right here that Paul refers to a spirit of fear. Did you know that there's such a thing as a spirit of fear? Some people, if you've read the Bible, you've seen that, well, there's an unclean spirit, there's a spirit of this, there's an evil spirit of this. There's all sorts of spirits the Bible names, but here's one right here, a spirit of fear. And if you will let that knock on your door, if you will not resist that when it shows up, if you will not guard your heart against fear, that spirit of fear will come right in your front door and make himself at home in your heart. And you're like, well, it's, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of this or that. But maybe there are some things, whether you have recognized it as fear or not, that you are letting torture your life. Guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. It affects everything that you do. And so I'm going to choose. I'm not going to have a spirit of fear. I'm going to guard my heart against that. I'm going to have a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Not only will I not be afraid, I'm not going to be crazy either. I'm going to have a sound mind. Let's hear it for sound minds today. Come on. Yeah. Amen. All right. How about this? Number two, guard your heart, number one, from fear. Number two, from doubt. From doubt. Now, doubt is another killer to your faith and your prayers. Some people are like, well, I mean, I, I know that. I know all about that stuff. I, I've been a Christian. I've been hanging out with Jesus for a long time now. And that's really good. 